Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. And I'm one of the many Matts. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things, now nouns, 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 nouns. <laughs> a show about digitally owned things, nouns. Roll credits. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm literally, I say this every week, but literally it's true. I'm super, super excited uh, for our guest today. Our guest today is none other than the blue bandana ape himself, Mr. 4156. Welcome, sir. Uh, and we're so glad that you're here. Hello. Yes, thanks for having me. Um, and just a little technical note to our listeners, um, I, I have uh, warbled and garbled and gibbered and jabbered um, 4156's voice because he is currently uh, Anon and we do not want to reveal uh, any more about him than his warbled and garbled voice that you hear. So um, that cool. being said, the place I want to start 4156 is... Um, with the million dollar uh, punk purchase that you made, um, uh, which I commemorated in song, look at that ape, look at him play. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't, you know, I was, I, at that point, I was just basically making songs about every huge punk sale. I, at, at some point, I've sort of stopped doing that because it would get, it's gotten a little tedious and, um, you know, but that was, that was a, you know, that was a big moment and, but I didn't realize that you, you know, that you had this whole sort of plan. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about, um, uh, maybe this is a place to start is just like with, with what prompted you to buy 4156 and what kind of plan did you have in place for, for the kind of trajectory that you've taken, um, that avatar on so far? Yeah, sure. And, you know, it, it might be a funny place to start to, to note that I, I think in a sense, you, you might have named for, uh, 4156, Jonathan, because, I, you know, I, I did, I had this kind of thesis that it would be fun um, to, to buy, buy a CryptoPunk and, and, you know, build, build, a, build an interesting brand around it or, you know, do, do fun things with it, make art with it, etc. But at, at the time, I, I think uh, right before or after I, I bought 4156, I, I had purchased uh, the, the ENS uh, uh, ape.eth, it was 8 huh. uh, PE. Um, and, and, and then, you know, after the purchase, when when you made the, the song, which was essentially, I think, the first meme about 4156. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, he, uh, you know, J Jonathan called called him her uh, 4156. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe that's like <laughs> the natural thing that the market wants to do is just refer to it by the punk ID. Oh, I love uh, that. Maybe, maybe I'll just call her 4156. And, and <laughs> so after that, it was just 4156. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that I was able to, to contribute in that way. Um, yeah, I to me, to me, that's definitely like what the punks are is there is in many ways their their number. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, just to, to answer your initial question, mm -hmm. I guess, um, and, and, you know, I can I can back up from there if, if, if it's yeah. kind of interesting just to give a bit more context oh, but, for sure. you know, i've been in, in crypto for a while um i guess i got started around 2013. you know i had this kind of weird background where where i had been work, working uh, in a combination of, of creative fields and, and and finance you know working kind of uh, 
creative-ish jobs, uh, and then also just very, very interested in, in financial markets and, and speculating personally on the side. And so, you know, at, at some point in that journey, I, I discovered discovered Bitcoin and, and thought it was super interesting, um, and, and you know, of course, ended up at, at the time because that was really the only thing you could do was, right. was I bought some Bitcoins and, <laughs> and you know, then they, they became valuable and I decided I had enough cushion to, to kind of leave my job and just kind of commit my time to, to building stuff on the blockchain. Uh, anyway, so, you know, I, I've been in the space for a while and, and, you know, was gotten very, very into Ethereum, probably even much more so than, than Bitcoin, because mm. it just seemed like there was a lot more you could do with it, um, you know, that, that, um, uh, it's, it, it really just seemed like a much more fruitful and, and kind of free market where um, you could kind of envision, at, at least very, very early on, the, the, all the crazy kind of token interactions that would happen. Um, and, and so for, for a long time, you know, I was, I was building stuff on, on Ethereum, mostly in the kind of finance DeFi space. Um, and and uh, it took me a while, I guess, to, to, to arrive at the NFT thesis, even though I did have a, a creative background. Hmm. You know, I remember being... Um, I think you were, were, were you at um, uh, DevCon in, in Prague? Is that where you played on the stage? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, so so yeah, I, I was there and I remember kind of looking at, at the CryptoPunks on the wall. Oh, cool. And you know, I had I guess I had in fact claimed some, some CryptoPunks before then mm -hmm. um, and, and looking at all the X copy pieces that were there as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but, but never really kind of coming to terms with the thesis that like, you know, this would be the way that crypto goes mainstream hmm. um, and, and really I think I, you know I only kind of had that realization uh, eight or nine months ago that that you know that culture is so much more important th to most people than money and, and that most people aren't you know these kind of crazy weird weird speculators that like derivatives like you know like me or you know some of the other people in, in the Bitcoin and, and early Ethereum realm that that really it would be culture that would take crypto mainstream um, and then you know after I got that thesis I think um, you know, I, I started kind of exploring and, and dipping my toes more more into NFTs, and and really, I think the the, the purchase of forty one fifty six was was probably you know my first meaningful um, NFT purchase. Uh, you know, a real kind of like zero zero to one very very quickly <laughs> yeah. um, to go from from not really owning any NFTs to spending a million dollars on on a crypto punk. Right. But um, you know, I, I think um, it, it was it was based around this kind of sudden realization of how important these things would be. And then also this idea that, that, you know, the, the avatar or the PFP could be this, this kind of, um, you know, social proof of stake mechanism where, you know, when you put down a million dollars on, or you put a million dollars into this, into this, you know, graphic or this object that, that, you know, is, is, is linked to you and linked to the blockchain that like every single thing you do is kind of backed by that, that, um, the seriousness of the bond that you put down yep. and that, you know, in that context, it might be really interesting to, to create things, to make art, um, and, and kind of, you know, either try to accrue the, the value um, of the art back, back into the, into the ape punk, or, or maybe to, to use the ape punk as a, a sort of backing for, for the value of, of the art that you create. Totally. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Um, it's funny because you know, the first thing I did when I bought um, my very first NFT was a Crypto Kitty um, back in the day, like early, you know, early 2018. And the very first thing I did was I made it a, I made a, I made a Twitter profile for it, and I wrote a song as the Kitty. I even like, I went so far as to make a Spotify account for the Kitty, and the Kitty has its own like 
Spotify, and the kitty's just called Kitty One Four One Five, whatever it is. But like, uh, it's funny because I ha- I sort of had the same idea, at, you know, not ba- backed by money in my case, but like backed by whatever creativity, you know, like and somehow could my my idea was could i make this just normal kitty more valuable by creating things as it um you know and i wonder if i had like continued doing that rather than the sort of one off thing that i did if i had like tried harder to go if if that would have worked or not but but it's similar you know i can see like the connection between my thinking and your thinking with the ape mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and I, I mean it's interesting to to kind of wonder you know, to, to what extent is, is the is the success of the creative endeavor then linked to the success of, like, the speculative asset that's backing it? Because, hmm. you know, no, if nobody cared about crypto kitties, I mean, certainly they seem to care a lot less about, yeah. about kitties than punks. Right. You know, would, would it have the same kind of gravitas as, as doing it with, with a, a punk? Totally. Mm-hmm. It's silly because didn't, it didn't occur to me to do it with the punk that I bought. I don't know why. That, <laughs> let's see. I did Although make the it the song. punk comics. Yeah, yeah, I started doing punk comics, yeah, which are fun. Um, yeah. yeah, that idea of like identity as um, like a proof of stake Sybil type thing is is really good. Um, Urbit uses that as well, where identities cost money, and if you, you know, if you nuke the reputation of that identity, you've burnt that money. Yeah, that's, um, that's right. I I uh, I've been very into Urbit for for some time. I, I own some Urbit stars and and uh, yeah. I mean, you know, actually, those were probably the first NFT that, that I bought. If I think about yeah. it, though, I, oh, you cool. know, I didn't even think of it as an NFT in that way. Right. Um, right. But yeah, Urbit yeah, kind I, of from first principle stumbled onto a lot of the things that we're rediscovering or re-talking about now in the NFT space. Yeah, you know, it's, I. It's all also maybe. I mean, I, I think Urbit is very much to be determined, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I I do think it's another example that you know, uh, being being first or or being early is not necessarily um, correlated with you know right. winning. I suppose, and, totally. and you know, I think that's one one very interesting thing about punks is that you know they they weren't first, um, but they were they were early and they were best or our best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. And I think it, you know, it, it. I think it matters. Like being very, very late. Um, I think there, there's some there's some probability of um, associated with being early and being smart, where like mm-hmm. you know very smart people kind of discover interesting things early on, but they don't necessarily discover it first. And and I think, you know, being early is important, but being first may not necessarily be so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the story, I think, the narrative that people tell is is really what drives it, and being first is part of that, but it's not all of that, and part of a story is the sort of self-fulfilling um, factor of, like, there are people interested in this story and keeping it going and telling other people about it, and so, like, if, you know, the first NFT on Ethereum is that tile of land in the defunct game, um, like, that's not uh, something that a lot of people can get behind beyond, like, an aesthetic, but Punks is, like, a community that can advocate for itself and so it's like this it has a higher chance of like self-fulfilling you know into the future is an idea yeah i agree yeah, yeah. and it's and there's something about too it's funny you say that about Ethereum, which is you know which is certainly interesting and it's on chain and there's many things about it that are fascinating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh you know if if you'd shown 2017 jonathan Ethereum as the thing you've been like look it's Ethereum. 
like I, I would have been like, okay. But you showed me, yeah. punk, I should, I got shown punks, and immediately I was like, what the hell? This is the coolest thing ever. There's just yeah. something about it that's like that's clearly uh, can capture the imagination of you know of everybody, no mm, matter who yeah. you are. I, I, I mean, my my view is that that punks are are some kind of work of aesthetic genius that that probably is never ever going to be recreated. Right. You know that. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, when we get into nouns, we can talk a bit about this and, mm -hmm. and you know how 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 difficult it is to to even you know approach what what punks have done. Um, but you know the the um, both the the quality that they're able to produce with just twenty four by twenty four pixels, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then also the the kind of variety that that they're able to produce, um, while all still feeling like they're part of the same family, I think is is something that that nobody has done to date, and mm -hmm. I, I'm very skeptical that that anyone ever will. And, mm. and then you com you know combine that with you know the community and and this kind of um, the OGness that the, mm -hmm. that they represent, and and I think you have something just really fantastically uh, valuable that and and really not reproducible um, in yeah. a lot of ways. I was gonna add on like autoglyphs as well. It's mm -hmm. like not only just on chain art, the but it's also steeped in art history, and like they hit it out of the park aesthetically, and also like from a you know, art history nat narrative standpoint, it's like, cool, this is a new medium. Let's take something that, you know, made sense without blockchain. And now it makes way more sense with blockchain and then create the like perfect incantation of this type of art. It's, it's really, really good. We like, we like the larva labs as they say, yeah. we like the larva labs. Yeah. Um, before we get into nouns, which is where I want to go, I'm curious if you have just like a, a, a hot take or general take on the um, Cambrian explosion of of PFPs, uh, mm. PFP projects. Um, you know, built ostensibly building one yourself in nouns, although you know it's quite different from from most. Um, uh, if you just have like some some thought, some general thought on on the apes and the cats and the ducks and the you know yetis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think fundamentally it's it, it's a new medium. Uh, it's not going anywhere. It's it's very very important. Um, you know, you, you can think about how important it is when you just think about how you know you think about the PFP in essence as the new gallery space, right? Like you yeah. think about yesterday or or you know today because it's early. You know, how much time are you going to spend looking at other people's avatars or profile pictures versus how much time are you going to spend looking at at one of ones on, on super rare or, yep. or looking at your autoglyphs. Now, I mean, granted, I, I think those are going to be very valuable for very different reasons, but, sure. but talking about the PFPs, you know, th this is, it, it's both the thing that we're all kind of looking at. So it, you know, it, it accrues a lot of attention. Um, and then it's also very important in the, in the sense that it, it represents you, right? It, it, it is your, the way you represent yourself digitally and, and, you know, just like clothing, who, who wouldn't want to, um, you know, spend, spend a lot of money or, or, you know, put, put a lot of effort into, into the way, um, they represent themselves. Um, so I think in, in that sense, uh, you know, that there, there's a lot of, of kind of natural demand, um, for, for these PFPs. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, this idea that they can, can be created 
generatively, and you can create 10,000 of them or, you know, however many of them at once, mm-hmm. um, to, to create a family of them and, mm-hmm. and kind of a tribe and a network of them is this other layer on, on top of what I just described that, that also is important. And I think, you know, all together what you have are, are like really the makings of, of a new medium. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, the medium of, of PFPs or, or, or PFP projects that is, is you know, is relatively new uh, and, and is not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think what we've seen to date are like the, the very preliminary explorations of, of, this, of this new medium, of this new art form. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, again, just kind of talking about early versus, versus great, right. you know, uh, you had CryptoPunks four years ago that did something really, really groundbreaking. And then I think we're probably in this, this period of time where, you know, there's a lot of kind of experimentation with, with like the very basic features of, of the format, but we haven't seen like the next leap over, over and above CryptoPunks yet, which I think will come, you know, whether it's nouns or mebits or, you know, some other, some other kind of thing that, that has not yet been fully fleshed out. Um, I, I think the market as it grows, we'll, we'll be able to support thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of these projects. The number of these projects is, is only going to reinforce how important the original one was. And of course, we've already seen this happen with Bitcoin and, and all of the altcoins, right? Where like, you know, all, every other token that comes along is in essence like a validation of, of the original and, and accrues more value back to, to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think that's kind of where we are and, and the context for where we are. I think that, you know, there's there's obviously way, way, way more to come. Um, I, you know, there's, there's maybe there's like, how many people, you know, 50,000, 100,000 people, and certainly probably less than a million people in the world that like are, are representing themselves on, on Twitter or wherever yeah. with one of these, one of these avatars. Um, and, and realistically, it's probably like, you know, a 10th of that and, and everyone just owns 10 avatars. So, so the, the number of people that are participating in this new medium is, is very, very small. Uh, and, and I think as, as demand grows, you know, we're, we're going to see a lot more, um, kind of traditional players and, and big brands and things like that trying to to uh, express themselves within this medium. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to agree as well. I think um, the realization that an avatar, avatars as medium is is pretty new and good and to to understand it as like the default way that anyone could choose to represent themselves online is, is really interesting because I had previously like isolated it to the crypto space. Um, but it does feel like it could work, um, in, in a very non crypto way. It's like, yeah, this picture, like if I'm just, you know, on Facebook or something like this picture of me could be something else. And that realization is, is cool. I like the framing that you give it too, because I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast um, and I'm, you know, I, I feel sort of like, like many different ways about it, but I like your framing for one, five, six, because it, it takes a, it, it, it puts a context on it that like takes a higher level view of like, Oh, what's happening right now is simply a, um, uh, this this period of experimentation you could think of it as like I, I always think about like the early days of like of video games when like you know no one knew what the hell they were doing and they just they the genres of video games didn't exist yet and they were just like trying a million different things just to see what would happen and some of them were so shitty 
and and cheap and uh, cash grabby. Um, but that was like part of the process of like discovering what video games were. And so in that kind of like framing, the the kind of, you know, the low effort cash grabby part of this is all just part of the churn of like figuring mm. out what is this new medium? What can we do with it? It's all of a piece. Um, mm -hmm. And so you can look at those. You can look at those sort of more if you like Matt, you were saying on a previous podcast, like you can get sort of depressed by the by the capitalism of it all and the like the mm -hmm. and the like the speculation and all that, but it is really all part of it. It's all part of this. Right. Like, what is this new medium so, that we're creating? Yeah. It's, I like that you call it a new medium. Cause that sort of ties back to a lot of things we talked about around digital art being a new medium or this whole like NFT thing being a new medium and even the shift from analog to digital being a new medium. And, you know, we're building uh, art galleries brick by digital brick in metaverses. Uh, but maybe there's a more natural expression of that. And so in a similar way, like the properties of profile picture projects that are novel are still being sussed out and then something will try something new and maybe it won't really work. And then someone else will come along and perfect it. And that'll be a classic. Um, yeah. It seems like a like a sort of a classic medium shift scenario. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you can, think almost of, of crypto punks as, as the citizen cane right like they right. they um Marvel Labs, uh, new... de they define the form yeah right. um but but like you know the the next hundred years of, of movies ha haven't uh haven't been created yet and <laughs> right. um, you know so we don't have jurassic park we don't know what jurassic park looks like right you know we don't have the godfather you know all, all, all of the greats are yet to come yeah. exactly exactly um well, that let's let's use that as our segue into what you're building with nouns, um, um, which is you know the which is the main reason I want to talk to you because I find it so exciting and fascinating. Um, so, yeah, uh, you want to maybe give us the the basic rundown of what nouns is. Yes, I, I, I will try. One thing I'll, I'll caveat here that I, I think is also kind of notable and, and interesting. Is you know as someone who's who's built some other businesses before, you know what what like in the pre-DAO era, um, when you're trying to raise capital to, to do something or you know convince people to do something with you, you spend so much time um, kind of pitching that idea to them and, and right. convincing them that that idea is good that you like you know you really hone the the pitch <laughs> you you really like um, you know uh, distill the essence of what that thing is and you can sum it up in a few sentences right. but one of the strange things about DAOs um, is that you know uh, it, it you know as, as this kind of like hive mind um, you know especially backed by I guess Twitter and, and the following of 4156 it was like you know I, I had this idea I created a, a Twitter thread that it, it would be cool and we should do it and you know, a week later, we we were there building it. So actually, I haven't spent much time like you know verbalizing this or pitching it to anyone. Okay. So uh, if if my pitch is unrefined, you know that, that's why. So feel free to kind of ask lots of questions to draw this out of me. Okay. But you know, I I think the place to start is is that nouns are a generative uh, NFT avatar project. You know, very much like like CryptoPunks. Um, they're based on these kind of fun and and goofy characters uh built around the the metaphor of nouns um you know the the joke being that that 
you know, as, as we step into the metaverse and, and kind of leave our, our bodies behind, we can, we can kind of go beyond pronouns and we can, we can be what, whatever we want. You know, you want to be a horse, you want to be a pizza or, or, or a ring, you know, there's, there's lots of silly nouns. And then it's also, of course, this very, very open metaphor that, that can be used, um, which, which I think will, will be important for, for reasons we can talk about later. It's, it's very extensible. And so the community can kind of continue to build on it should they want to do so. And so nouns are these these kind of goofy noun characters. They're 32 by 32 pixels um, that are that are on chain images. Um, and now the one of the cool parts I think is that one is generated every day forever um, autonomously by by the Ethereum blockchain. And mm -hmm. so um, I, I, I'm not sure if this has been done yet, but it, one way that that I like to think about it is that it's almost this infinite work of art that will mm -hmm. will continue to exist uh, and and produce work. You know, as, as long as Ethereum exists. So mm -hmm. one noun is generated every day forever mm -hmm. um, and, and auctioned automatically on, on the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah. And then the other important piece of this um, is that the, the auction proceeds, you know, unlike I think a lot of avatar projects that, that exist to date, the auction proceeds don't go to the, to the creators. Um, the, the auction proceeds when somebody spends money to buy a noun are actually um, deposited into the treasury of the nouns DAO, which is the entity that is collectively controlled by the nouns. And so one noun is actually one vote in the nouns DAO, which controls the treasury, um, which grows as a function of the noun auctions themselves. Yeah. Um, so, so your noun is your vote in the treasury. The treasury accrues the money from, from the noun auctions. Uh, and, and our hope is that, you know, the, the funds in the treasury in the long run can be used um, to, to grow the, the nouns community, to, to kind of grow the meme of, of the nouns. There's so much that I love about this. Um, as I, as I said on Twitter, obviously the everyday aspect of it is of, of particular interest to me. Um, um, and something Matt and I used to talk about a lot, uh, in the early days of this podcast is like, what is rare? Like what is actually rare? What is actually precious? And, and, and how do you give something like, the, uh, an actual rarity and one mm. one of the how do best you derive scarcity how do you derive scarcity instead of choosing a number instead which of choosing is valid, a, but, right exactly yeah. you know choosing number is totally a valid way to do scarcity but but um time you know is really we, interesting we all exist in time and one of the things i love about song a day and i one of the things i wanted to bring to it with with the nft stuff is like you know, I can only ever make one. One of these is just going to exist today, and so I love that. Is obviously is like mm -hmm. is very near and dear to my heart. That that number one is like a great, just a great uh, method for scarcity for, in my mind. Mm -hmm. That's what, yeah. You know, I think one one way to think about it, um, and, and I'm I'm really quite surprised no, nobody that I'm aware of at least has, has kind of done this so far, is that is that like the timestamp is um, an attribute. Right. Yes. The, the, the timestamp is an attribute of, yep. of the noun um, and, and to the extent that they don't really have other uh, attribute scarcity built in each, each noun, each noun is, is kind of equally scarce. Got it. Um, the, the, the time is is the is kind of like the scarce commodity. And so there, maybe there's this um, kind of sense towards, you know, nouns as old nouns as, as creating this kind of unforgeable scarcity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I also really like how buying a noun guarantees you uh, interest in the funds that you just put in, and so it's sort of like an implicit valuation on the DAO itself. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's you, really get, you can almost think think of you can also think of a noun as as a kind of option on economies of scale, right? Mm-hmm. Because like to the extent that a large group of people can can do more with your money than you can do on your own, you're you're kind of mm-hmm. you, you know you're buying into this collective, which of course that you know that's what companies and DAOs and things are. Um, right. But but the noun is like this is also this kind of very pure manifestation of that idea. Right. And that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I want to dive in many different directions. One, one thing that I, that I noted from the website is, so the funds don't go to the creators, but every X noun does go to the creators. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So every, I guess we, we wanted to reward ourselves in, in some way. Uh, and, and, and so uh, every 10th noun for the first five years of the project um, go to the nounders who are the, the founders of, of the project. Um, and so yep. this, you know, this is a, a kind of, it's a form of dilution essentially um, mm-hmm. that, that um, is, I guess, a, a little bit more indirect um, mm-hmm. and ultimately like much more aligned with the interests of the project than if we were just kind of siphoning off, you know, 10, 10% of the ETH to ourselves. Um, yeah. This is really clever. I love the the blending of art and issuance and how that ties into like the firm itself because yeah, giving yourself every 10th noun is effectively um, guaranteeing 10% of the voting over five years and then automatically diluting over time via this like natural issuance. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. That's really cool because it gives you, you know, founder, um, you know, direction. It's not a lot, but then slowly decentralizes over time as a side effect of the the base process it feels very clean yeah thank you uh, yeah and i you know i think one, one thing i've always felt about kind of designing the, these crypto economic games is that most people make them too complex and that mm-hmm. that um you know other than kind of creating security issues and and maybe um a lot of ambiguity around how how things are going to play out I think people generally in the space are, are kind of like so overwhelmed by games and rules. You know, everyone's trying to mm-hmm. play 15 different games and work on their own thing and collect that it, it's kind of important to um, capture the essence that you want to capture while keeping things as simple as possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, okay, so then the, the next question I have is what is... <laughs> And and I don't know how much you want to say about this or can say about it. like what is the what is the bigger picture of nouns? What is the like when you imagine you know when you imagine what you could do with these funds? Um, what is it that you imagine? What are some of the things that you have in your head? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a really good question. I mean, I'll, I'll just you know make it caveat that that um, you know these are this is my my kind of. These are my personal ideas. Yeah, and it'll uh, and, be up to the I DAO ultimately. It should be up to the DAO ultimately. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, to 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 decide where where all of this goes. But you know, I think to to the extent that it's useful to have a, a, a kind of you know benign founder or benign voice, mm-hmm. you know, that that kind of like can can push things a little bit in a certain direction. Yeah. Uh, and and as long as that person, if they if they do something really stupid, can can be overridden or kicked out or, you know, cast aside. Right. I think it's <laughs> useful and, and I think, you know, obviously Vitalik, not not that I'm trying to compare myself in any way, but but you know, Vitalik kind of serves that function for for Ethereum. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think it probably has it has been useful, right? I mean um, if if and, he were if he were a worse if you were in any way a worse steward of the Ethereum community, it would be very bad. But, but like, I feel like 
the Ethereum community is extremely lucky that it's Vitalik because he's so uh, good absolutely. at it. And he's so thoughtful. Yeah. 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 I mean, I say this whenever I can, and, and because I have a, a platform here, I'll just say it again. I, I, I think Vitalik is a once-in-a-generation genius yeah. who has built something that is far, far, far more important than anyone has acknowledged so far. Uh, and, and uh, you know, essentially it's going to be the case that, you know, the, the invention of, of this, like, 19-year-old guy <laughs> fundamentally changed the world forever, like, far, far more than, than Bitcoin, which, of course, is important because it was needed for Ethereum, but... Mm -hmm. but Ethereum just moves the needle so so far on on everything. Um, anyways, that that that's, got you on I record feel very now. very strongly about yeah. that. Yes, we got that's you right. on 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 the on the record. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, bigger bigger picture, bigger nouns, ideas. Yeah, bigger picture. I mean, I mean, this this is kind of a goofy analogy, and I, 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 I mean that'll be a pun in a second. But I, I've never really uh, kind of tried it out. But here's one one way to think about it is is that. Um, you know, it, I think it's possible in, in, in a best case scenario that um, nouns or something like nouns could, could essentially be the next Disney, right? Mm. That, that it's like this kind of um, new equivalent of the corporation where if you can imagine this, the, the, um, the, the shares or the interests in that corporation are actually like pictures of Mickey Mouse and, and Daffy Duck, right? The like the actual shares in the Disney Corporation, or you know, the interests in Nouns Dow are, are like the the characters that that the corporation is is about, and you know, it's the IP that belongs to the corporation that mm. that it's interested in furthering. Um, and 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 to the extent that that is true, I would probably expect that most of the proceeds um, in in the Nouns Dow Treasury are actually used to kind of uh, proliferate um, the meme and, and the images and, and basically like you know iconify um, the nouns themselves mm -hmm. and that any project that that furthers either the infrastructure or the, the kind of crypto economic feedback loops that allow that to happen or you know create a, a kids book about nouns or a movie about nouns like anything that kind of furthers the nouns as as these icons you know like the the equivalent of, of Goofy or, or Mickey Mouse or whatever, um, that, that, that would be a good thing to, to do with the capital. I think that's like a natural place to start. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess the, the alternatives, you know, in, in, in the context of where we are, would be like, you know, collecting art, like collecting X copy or, you know, doing, doing something like that. Mm -hmm. um, or, or, you know, maybe some kind of charitable project. But, but I think um, the natural thing to do, um, given the way all of this is structured, will be to, to proliferate the nouns themselves. It's interesting because hearing you talk, I think also in some ways maybe you just we, we you just don't know, and 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 part of it is also sort of exciting that 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 sort of the sky is the limit, and and who knows what a hive mind group of people who are in you know who are all drawn in by these nouns want to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, the best ideas are not going to come from come from me or or right. any of, of the other. Uh, now there's the, you know the other the other founders who who have created the project. I think the best ideas are gonna gonna come from within the community. Um. Uh. I I have a a, a sort of compliment slash question about the way that you're rolling out these auctions. Um. I love how you are both, and correct me if I'm wrong here, and I don't know if you if this is how you think about it, but like. It seems to me with these daily auctions that you're doing on Rinkaby with the nouns are both testing out your infrastructure, 
but I can feel the way also in which you are sort of teaching the world and teaching interested parties how to do it. Like without launching it, you know, for real, you are, you are, um, you're sort of teaching the world, the grammar of how nouns will work. Does that, does that resonate at all? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's definitely what happened. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily intentional. Um, cool. You know, our our plan was to test out the infrastructure, and and then, you know, this this very very vibrant and excited community formed around the testnet nouns to the extent that you know people are creating extra Twitter accounts yes. to try to acquire Rink Be Eve. I I you know, I, I'm desperate to get one. <laughs> I don't have enough people because it's Rink Be Eve. People are just like throwing. You know, it's like. I just yeah, I can't afford it with with the yeah. I mean, it's super interesting. You know, like the yeah. the, the rink B nouns Dow Treasury has like thousands and thousands <laughs> of rink B ETH in it. Yeah. Um, be, because people are so enthusiastic about these, and I mean, I think you know, it, it's I think it's a very interesting comment maybe on on where the space is at the moment. It's yes. probably a function of a few different things. Sure. I think one one of them is like. Um, you know, it, it kind of points to how basic or maybe naive all of the other PFP projects have been to date that like none of them even needed a test net um, where people could get excited, right? Like we didn't build the test net because we wanted people to get excited. (laughs) We built the test net because this thing has so many moving parts that we had to test them all. And then people just naturally got excited about it. But, you know, it was really surprising to me that, you know, most people hadn't interacted with the test net. And then you remember like, you know, NFTs to date, it's mostly people just uh, making pictures attached to the same contract over and over again. And there's just not that much need to test out infrastructure. Um, I think the the other piece of it, um, which is something that is maybe worth discussing because I think it's an interesting and probably misunderstood misunderstood part of nouns, is is that I think people have the sense that um, the nouns are going to be because of how slowly they're produced mm-hmm. that the nouns might be so expensive on the mainnet that like interacting with them on the testnet is is so, like the the one opportunity that uh, they have to collect them and, yeah. and, and, and interact with them. Um, and you know, I think that's that's worth unpacking a little bit as well. But I think there's some of that going on. I want to I want to talk about that. I want to point out to Matt that um, Sahil, uh, known as Swahili, is owner of Rinkaby Noun Number One. By the way, um, he's uh, he's a Solidity Dev four one five six that we are you know that we're working with, and that that I, a young, very young uh, green Solidity Dev that we're working with, who I'm a big fan of. I think he's I think he's gonna do good things, and. Uh, he bought very first noun from Rick. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Well, tell, tell him congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to, to, to yeah. dig a bit deeper on that. There's I'm, two perspectives on yeah. that that I see. One is like the idea of um, being able, like being priced out um, in general um, when you know your auction mechanic or when your distribution mechanic involves money. Um, and the market gets larger and larger, like we necessarily price out people who can't play that game. Um, and so like, yeah, rink be where the money is, is made up and all the numbers are fake. Um, which, you know, (laughs) smokes a blunt, all the numbers are fake. Um, (laughs) is like the only way to actually interact with the project. I see like that as a super realistic thing. And then additionally, like, yeah, is, is, you know, the only times the heel can get now number one is going to be on testnet from like a uh identity perspective um and so i can see that as well it's like it's like a exclusivity thing and uh yeah to play with it early 
Yeah, so I think, you know, I, I have a few few comments on it. You know, one is that I think, like, um, you know, you, you really, when you do these things, you, you kind of have a choice around the distribution mechanism, right? Like, if you're mm -hmm. going to create something that's, that's very, very in demand, um, it, your choice is either to, you know, you give it away or, or underprice it, and then mm -hmm. essentially there, um, all of the money go, goes to the people that run bots, Right. Um, that that, right. that are, are are able to you know do the gas front running or you know get there first and then they act as the market makers that, that uh, price it fairly and, and distribute it to, to the crowd hmm. um, or your choice is an auction where if there's a lot of demand the prices are obviously going to be very very high right and that's going to price people out so so like in in the default scenario there is no fair way to do distribution the, like right. the most fair i think you can get is is just like a i don't know if you want to call it a meritocracy like yeah, it's just capitalism it's just an auction right, right? Um, yeah. the, the, the people with the most capital um that they want to spend on the thing get it the, right. like and and you know the, the and that works distribution when, like, yeah that works when like when your definition of fair when one's definition of fair is um how much money are you willing to pay and it's like that is an efficient market but it ignores the fact that like money isn't fairly distributed or you know what is yeah, the word right. fair that's in right. yeah that's what yeah. i was going to say next which is like you know that there is a default distribution of capital on on ethereum um right. that i mean it, you know to the extent that it's this like crazy you know hyper capitalist like <laughs> you know m mania society um for better or worse, you know, that, that is, there's not like a, you know, there, there's no, there's no kind of like welfare, you know, uh, uh, there's no kind of, uh, what was the word? Universal basic income. Yeah. Yes. UBI. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. There, there's no UBI on Ethereum yet. I'm sure there will be, but, yeah. um, yeah. so, so in, in the absence of that, the default distribution of capital is, is yeah. kind of crazy. Uh, and, yeah. and so that is going to kind of carry forward to to, mm -hmm. to any project that, that's created. I think the yeah. other point I would like to make around this though is is that like, uh, I think where we're headed with all of this, there's going to be much, much less distinction um, between owning one of something and owning maybe a percentage of something. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, I don't know, CryptoPunks or Bored Apes or, or any of the existing projects and, and you have people that own like a hundred of them, right? And then people that own one of them, you know, there's, there are people that own one one hundredth of, of as much as, as anyone else owns, and and I think kind of post post fractionalization and, and and post like you know all of this becoming much more fluid, which I think it's destined to become. You know, this mm -hmm. distinction around kind of like owning a percentage of a noun and only one out of you know n uh, possible right. punks or bored apes like that, that distinction mm -hmm. kind of melts away. So it, it's yeah. kind of this kind of like arbitrary dist distinction to say that like, you know, having one of something is too expensive because you will be able to buy fractions of, of yeah. things. That's, um, and, and, that's something that 1155, um, like encodes very literally is the difference between having 10,000 things of, of, you know, non-fractional things and having one thing that is fractionalized 10,000 ways is zero. There is no data model difference between the two. It's right, only like right. aesthetically where you put the decimal and like the right. story you tell. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and, and then, you know, to the extent that, that nouns are, are public domain, which is something we should talk about as well, mm. you know, like owning a, owning a tenth of it and then using it as your, as your PFP is, is essentially the same as, as owning an addition. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I, th I think the, the other really, really important thing to talk about is, is like that it, this is done by design. And the reason it's done by design is, is, um, 
the, the nouns themselves that are produced by the nouns DAO are, are designed to be these kind of scarce one-of-one one governance tokens that, that are kind of at the core of the project, right? right. If you want to think of it like an onion or something, this is, this is like the center, center of the onion, center of the gobstopper, whatever. Right. And then like there are these kind of concentric rings, I hope, of, of infrastructure and derivatives that form around the project, again, because it's all public domain and, and we want people to, to play with the art, to interact with the art. We've gone so far as to actually, because the nouns are on-chain, there's an on-chain API that, that people can interact with to produce nouns kind of natively on chain themselves and so so there, there are there will be lots and lots of ways to interact with the nouns that don't mm -hmm. necessarily entail owning the one of one governance token which again is designed right. to be this kind of very like you know it's it's the core of the project it's you know it's mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. the um it's the class a token uh in in the sense that it it um represents the control of the project which is like the most important thing for for the concentric rings as, as you go out from the center um, right and, and and so i think it's important to kind of think about it in that way and, and in that context mm -hmm. there's kind of no other way to do it like mm -hmm. if we could make it more fair and, and keep this model we would um, right. but but this is just kind of how how things have to be at least at this point in, in crypto history totally yeah it is um like the to throw back to that point about distribution mechanisms it's like if we're one to decide, um, like a more fair, you know, to, to you know, make that definition as you will, it's like, oh, I want these types of people to have this type of control. Um, the crafting of that mechanism is, is pretty undefined. Um, you have to sort of roll it as you go. Um, but I, I quite like that idea of like having these layers of interaction where, you know, your, your core nouns are the sense of like, either IP or management over the treasury or like, um, equity in this DAO, And then others can be like the Pokemon cards of, you know, high, you know, interaction, um, low like value. And like, you can have all of these different mechanics around that don't necessarily have to be distributed through money. They could be, uh, distributed at events and so on. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you want to think about the kind of distribution function of, of crypto punks. You know, you have this like very, very high peak, which is the punk ownership, and then it falls off super, super quickly to a punk derivative, which, you know, is, is like in theory, uh, in, in violation of, of the IP of the punk and, and mm -hmm. you know, is, is generally probably not celebrated uh, in the same way by the community. And I think it's possible to have, you know, a, a kind of maybe a much more linear like tail off, which, which corresponds with the rings of, uh, of, of the onion. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what we're trying to build. Nice. Um, I, I, I feel like we could talk for another hour. Um, I want to be respectful of your time and also note that Matt really wants to get these Mitchell um, art blocks. These Mitchell Gotta ape channel. into an art block drop. <laughs> Gotta awesome. ape into the Mitchell art blocks, um, which is happening forthwith. So I want to close just by asking you um, the question we always ask, which is, um, if there is there another project out there um, recently that you've seen that is blowing your mind in some way or, or made you stop and, and take, take note? Oh, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, what, can you let me think about it for 30 seconds and then, yeah, and then think about cut, it for 30 cut seconds. out the empty time? Okay. Yeah, okay. definitely. Or you guys can talk. Um, Matt, you are going to, you are about to ape in to Mitchell F. Chen's, uh, yeah, art block we like, drop. We like the Mitchell. We art. like the Mitchell. Um, he uh, was on the podcast uh, a couple months ago. 
talking about the say, say how, how does that thing go uh, i can't ever remember the name of it the the, the oh the digital zones of immaterial pictorial uh sensibility sensibility damn i wanted to do it all at once <laughs> it's the uh, digital zones of immaterial pictorial sensibility the digital zones i can't even get past digital zones um digital yeah, so zones. is he doing is it a reverse <laughs> dutch thing that's happening yeah, it's on Artblocks using the new reverse Dutch, and the idea is he is doing a generative version of Solowitz wall drawings one one eight, and you know, kind of fun. It's also Artblocks drop one one eight. What? And so it's get out of town. Uh, you know, classically steeped in art history. It's Mitchell right. F. Chan, the creator of the Digital Zones. Yeah. It's uh, cool art, and um. It's just kind of sick. I'm really, I'm really excited to see. I gotta figure out when it, when it drops. It's either in one minute or an hour in one minute. Oh, okay. It might be at noon then. I think it's at noon. Do you have an answer for us? Four one five six. Something you've seen recently that you, that you. Yeah. Think? So I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, not to, not to bring this back to infrastructure instead sure. of art, but if, if I, I had to think about like the most impactful thing that is happening right now, mm. um, that when we look back in in a year, we're gonna say, oh wow, that you know that was important. Mm-hmm. It, it would probably be fractional the platform for for fractionalizing. Oh wow, um, Andy's platform. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think you know, obviously, N- NFTX and and um, you know, there there will be others, but um, you know, th- it it just seems like um, there's something about fractional that seems to have, have kind of captured people's imaginations, and 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 you know, I I I just I think we just can't overstate how important it's going to be um, to turn these these ERC seven twenty one tokens in, into fungible ERC twenty tokens and all of the things that will be done with with those hmm. um you know and and not only all of the things that will, will be done financially with them which are super super important but then also the things that will be done creatively with them when when you can start to aggregate a large number of people around ownership of a specific image okay. right like um i think you know editions haven't really done this in the same way hmm. but like the you know the the idea of of a large group of people getting together to make a single image famous um <laughs> is is it's it's an extremely powerful one uh and and it it probably produces this kind of feedback loop where most of the important works end up having to be fractionalized to kind of like compete with um the existing works that are fractionalized that are becoming more famous because they have many many owners um, so i in, in, in essence you know this this mechanism is going to draw in probably a lot of the one of ones um if only for the reason that it, it will be very very difficult to kind of like proliferate and and make a specific image into an icon without doing it and and i yeah. think that's kind of where where all of this is is headed um and, yeah. and it's going to be very very interesting to watch yeah yeah strong agree i think one of the cool you know obviously inversions of value is that you know with memes that you want a lot of people to see it and care about it um and you still have that sense of scarcity of ownership but um with the one of ones uh it seems like we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot or in some senses where it's like cool one person has this and now only one person is invested in it that's right yeah you know when, when i think about you know the, the the doge meme that i think was it flamingo bot mm-hmm. you know or, or the uh, you know uh, the, pleaser or sorry pleaser yeah or or uh, you know the 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 feels good pepe that i bought 
you know, like these feel like objects that should be owned by the whole internet. They yeah. feel like objects yeah. that belong to the internet. Nyan right. Cat would be the same thing, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I think it's interesting both in terms of, um, you know, what what will the internet do with it when it is owned by the internet, um, right. and then also like, you know, as, as a as an investor and, and someone who just finds all of this very very interesting, you know, the, like. Um, the our, our mental models for the valuations on these pieces that are based on traditional art are just going to get absolutely blown to pieces. Like, mm, you know, you're yeah. going to have the whole internet collectively owning a single image. You know, what, what would that image be worth? You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to see, like, probably dozens of, of quote-unquote Mona Lisas, right, that, yeah. that are famous and collectively owned by everybody and, and frankly, yeah. valued in the hundreds of millions, probably to the billions, and it's going to completely blow people's minds. And, and you know, to the extent that, that, that fractional is a, a step on, on, on the way to that, and you know, I, I have no idea what the implications of all of this are, if, if they're going to be good. You know, it's going to be weird, just like all of all of technology is becoming very weird. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's a very, very important project in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a great point that the, that the mental model of how to price this sort of priceless um, meme, really, like the, the true definition of a meme, it's an idea that everyone shares the way of pricing that and basing it on like traditional art, like you're right, just clearly makes no sense. It's like this. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we're we're starting to see it now. Um, you know, the, what, what we've seen, people think that what we're seeing now is the tsunami, but I think these are the like little teeny tiny waves in front of the tsunami. Um, and, and, you know, probably the danger for, for a lot of us will just be like, you know, bailing too early because we, we just don't have a good mental model for how wild all of this is, is going to get, you know, not, not to speak like a, you know, too much like a speculator, but you know, I, I, I do think there's this kind of very fundamental interaction, uh, between these things as, as both art and money. And that it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to talk about one without the other, because it, it's the, it's the financial component of them that are going, that is going to make them world famous at the end of the day. And that, you know, that'll mm-hmm. be true of, of whatever, whether it's punks or nouns or, or X copy or, you know, a, a, any of these pieces, like the, the reason that everyone in the world is going to know about them, um, for better or worse is, is because they're going to be so valuable. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is a good place to end. Um, Matt, is it happening at noon then the, the drop? It is happening at noon. I think. Okay, great. Um, four, one, five, six. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We hope, um, Maybe you'll come back once once Nouns is launched and um, and uh, and has had had some time to grow. We can come back and revisit and and check in and stuff. I'd love we'd love to hear your thoughts at that point as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, th- thanks so much for having me. And l- looking forward to to hearing how I sound once you garble my voice. <laughs> Warbled and garbled. Uh, Matt, is there anything uh, you want to say to the people here to end the show? I, I suppose Rick there Morty is. Last night. Yeah. Oh, I got to catch up on the latest episode. Um, so on that note, uh, everybody stay nifty. No, get nifty. Oh, yeah. You got to get nifty. It's time to get nifty. 